Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. That would have been a great time to uh, to uh, yeah. ease it into that one song. Um, what's that one song that starts with Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I have no idea what song you're talking about. Have you never heard that song? Uh, does it go like this? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it starts off with with a bunch of yeahs. It's like yeah, 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 yeah. It's the the music video for it. The dudes are wearing like those weird like hats that look like a layer cake. What? This sounds horrible. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's the the theme song to um, Ridiculousness. You ever watch that show? No. No. Fuck. Well, just striking out, buddy. I'm trying to I'm trying to join and jump on there with you, but you know what else is trying to jump on there with you? The Savage Land. <laughs> Welcome back to the Savage Land. Hello, everybody. Who do we got in the house today? Jason. I'm trying to go for. I'm trying to go for like, like Bob Barker meets uh, <laughs> like 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 cool dude next door. Bob Barker meets just, the parents. Just yeah. random cool dude. Yeah. What's the guy? I'm trying to go. I'm Ashton trying to be Kutcher. the guy. I'm no. I'm trying to be the host of. Uh, um, Drew Carey, uh, Hidden Temple, cool guy Drew secrets, Carey, secrets. Of, shut up, oh, secrets of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That Nickelodeon show. Yeah, that was the best show ever. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. I love that show. They're bringing it back. Anyway, sorry guys, who's here? <laughs> Jason. I know Jason's here. We heard his name. Yeah, yeah we, we heard me. He doesn't need to introduce himself. No. I'm Rachel. Uh, Hi Rachel. And uh, I, I'm the host of um, TV's Legends of the Hidden Temple. My name is Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I will be taking you on an amazing adventure today. I wanted to go on that wow. show so bad. Dude, since, when did, to, since when did Matt become fucking Casey Kasem? Ugh. I don't want to be Casey Kasem. Yeah, I want to no. be the dude from Legends of the Hidden Temple. Did you know they made a movie? Did you guys know they made a movie of Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yeah, that's what I meant by they're bringing it back. But it, I watched the it, preview for it. It looks god-awful. Really? Yeah. I want it to an actual game show that comes back like double dare uh, uh, double, double dare, dare coming back would be cool double dare would be great all my friends tried really hard to get me to go beyond wipeout wipeout <laughs> but i never did no that show was like trying too hard to be mxc and it couldn't and it was still pretty fun to watch because people there were some pretty fucking brutal crashes on yeah. that show and i i just I, I I have a uh, I have a, 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 a not uncommon but strong addiction to um, what's it called Schadenfreude. Yeah, I like watching other people. I like watching other people crash and eat shit. And yeah, it's I entertaining. agree with you there. Yeah, it's entertaining. I grew up with the CKY days. CKY. Yeah, you know, CKY was um, uh, the, the 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 Bam Margera's show before Jackass. Oh, it's like what turned into Jackass. I know what you're talking about yeah. now. I watched, I watched two Bam Margera shows, but 
neither of them were CKY. So CKY were old, like, you got them at skate shops. They were, like, skate videos. They'd have a lot of skateboarding because they were all pro skaters, and yeah, then yeah. they would also do all their dumb things. But the Bam Margera shows were, like, MTV-sponsored, not, yeah. not that. I watched uh, Viva La Bam. Yeah, yeah, me too. So this is, this is, like, probably 10 years before Viva La Bam. And then Bam's Unholy Union was followed, uh, followed, followed Viva La Bam. Still I didn't watch heard. that. I don't know about that. It was pretty much the same I, show. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just remember watching all those old shows. I remember the first time we went and saw Jackass, the movie, in the theaters, and it was, like, one of the hardest I've ever laughed. Yeah. And it's it's so dumb. Did you so see, did you see uh, Jackass 3 in 3D? No, I didn't. Oh, I my God. I don't think fun. I've seen any of them. They're, they're pretty brutal. But they're worth watching just as how dumb they are. But they do some pretty funny stuff. So... In the third one, that's when they have the uh, the diarrhea mountain, where there's like it's a it's a diarrhea volcano. Oh they, god, that's they set up a city the, around a that butt. is that is the one of the grossest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, no, it's like it's I was disgusting. not I was I was not prepared to see that in the theater. It's like a close up uh, of a butt that's like they've well, but decorated you don't, like a it, mountain, but it doesn't look like a butt. Like you don't quite know it's a butt. <laughs> it's like it's like a there's like a diorama and a guy is. Sit on his back with his legs over behind his head with just his butt sticking up, and they like painted his butt to, with like little like, like yeah, and they had like a toy trees going around it and, and like stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's the most disgusting like explosive diarrhea that comes out of his ass. Wow, like as a little volcano. Yeah, I, I don't. The look, the look see on it. Rachel's face right now. I don't want to. What see it. I saw that in 3D on a date. Oh my god, <laughs> it amazing. was. It was interesting. <laughs> Jesus How did Christ. that work out? That's too funny. Um, well, I mean, you know, who's well, whose idea? <laughs> whose idea was the movie? Okay, it was actually both of ours. Like she, she was actually busting up laughing. She thought it was hilarious. Um, but uh, so it wasn't awkward. No, it wasn't. It wasn't awkward actually. But it was. It's a very. It wasn't very like, hey, babe, come see this. Come see this movie with me. And then that happens, and she <laughs> looks over at you, and you're like, I'm so sorry. Like, hey, babe, <laughs> Please hey, don't leave hey. me. Hey babe, come come watch, come watch this diarrhea poop. <laughs> wow. Oh fuck, that's funny. Yeah, that was. I I definitely remember that. I remember. I remember my dad like for some reason thought that show was super funny, and I remember him getting a hold of me after watching that, just being like, "I don't, I don't think I want to watch any more Jackass." <laughs> 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 it's like, yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I those are some of my favorite shows though. Like the the it was a huge trend like in the early 2000s of like this skater, you know, like some skater having a show where he just does random stuff. Like there was all the the Bam Margera stuff and then then Rob Deerdeck had his whole slew of shows with Robin Big and Fantasy Factory and all that stuff. Like I loved those shows. They were so funny. Yeah, I liked I thought they were fun just kind of free scripted and like just a bunch of dudes just fucking off, but they definitely had a I remember the whatever the last Jackass movie that came out was was I remember Johnny Knoxville just looked destroyed, bad. yeah, yeah, and he like 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 brain damagey. Oh yeah, he at, at that at, at that point I was like, mm, I don't know how funny this is anymore. Yeah, well, and like when Ryan Dunn died and all that stuff. Yeah, totally. I Johnny Knoxville does not look good. That's for sure. No, he looks rough. He looks real bad. Um. Anyway, yeah. Speaking of uh, things that happened in our lives, you guys got any catch up? Who's who's first? Mm, I don't know. I'll go first. So, uh, uh, 
continuing Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, uh, Spidey's still doing his thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I think there's 70 issues, and I'm on issue of like 54. So Jesus Christ, you went through that <laughs> fast. Yeah, I read fast, especially if I'm into it. Um, anyway, I'm not looking forward to. I like. I just. I know what's going to happen. It's bumming me out already. Well, tell us uh, tell us some of the stuff that's been like some of the highlights for you going through these freaking fifty issues. Um, what are some highlights for me? Like, you know, was Venom cool or fucking what? Like, what villains have they kind of gone through, and and how well have they been approached? I liked the Doctor Octopus approach where he's like, it was against his will. They attached those arms to him, and it just drove him insane. That's pretty cool. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, Venom. So Venom was like Peter Parker's parents made this suit to cure cancer, and then and it was also this the Venom suit, so it was not an alien. Oh, interesting. And uh, it was I don't know I feel like they kind of glossed over that real quick just to get Venom in the story. Mm. Like Eddie Brock was like an old childhood friends, and their both their parents were working together on this Venom suit. And he looked exactly like Topher Grace. No, he didn't look at all like Topher Grace, but oh, good. <laughs> no, but it was, uh, what was it? Like, the Venom suit's got Peter Parker's parents' DNA in it, so it's, kind of, it's sort of, like, already hardwired to Peter, and I don't know. Didn't love that. Um, but the, the uh, it's almost like the primary villain's the Kingpin, and I'm pretty into that. That's pretty cool. That is cool. And so I think it'd be it'd be cool to see, I mean, I mean I, I, nothing would be cooler to see than to see... Uh, What's his name? Who plays the Kingpin in Daredevil? What's his name? Uh, Vince D'Onofrio. Yeah, to see him and and in any Spider-Man movie, that'd be pretty awesome. Oh, that'd be so fantastic! Holy crap! Yeah, because D'Onofrio is the best. He's I like he's definitely the best Kingpin portrayal ever. Oh, for sure. And like and like Michael Clark Duncan didn't do a bad job either. Like he was one of the saving graces of that movie. But holy shit, did D'Onofrio just fucking kill it? Yeah. So that'd be pretty cool to see those that those worlds intermingle, and you know maybe someday it'll happen. Yeah, there's. I mean, they uh, still haven't quite ruled out the possibility of uh, the Defender showing up in Infinity War. They keep like talking about it and getting really wishy washy. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the, if I think if we do, it'll be like uh, it'll be like a, a moment where something so traumatic is happening that they like show like footage from around the world, and you'll see like Daredevil run in the background or something. You know, like it won't be. <laughs> <laughs> and it won't be like um, there won't be a, an integral part of the story I don't know it could be a thing where Tony's like I know some more people <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah and then they maybe, try to stop him because they're like we're not letting you grab any more any more children and, and bringing them into an all out war and he's like no 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 they're adults they just you know don't have as crazy of superpowers as us so they're probably more ill equipped to handle any of this yeah that's true although actually I don't know Luke Cage and Jessica Jones they can hold their own but like Daredevil's kind of fucked unless it's dark outside that's true. Real dark. If it's dark real like fucking space. dark, Daredevil's gonna fucking kill it. Um, Daredevil can kind of hold his own just because he's like he's pretty hard to hit. It'd just be hard in the context but, but, of those it, movies. No, nah, I hear you. It's like, well, I don't know. Black Widow holds her own. That's she's true. I guess there's Black Widow. She's and less and equipped stuff. than Daredevil. Yeah, and oh yeah, and Hawkeye. Fuck, I always forget Hawkeye's there. If Hawkeye's there, then Daredevil's fine. Yep, <laughs> totally. If Hawkeye can do it, uh, anyone can. Yeah. Uh yeah, Hawkeye's deaf, so got that going for him. That's true. 
Although he's not deaf in the movies. They should have made him deaf in the movies. That would have been good. They kind of could. I mean, they, they they could still say that he's been, you know, wearing hearing aids and shit this whole time or whatever. Right. I don't know about that. It'd I would a, hope it'd be that a stretch, but... maybe they could make him become deaf. There you go. Ah, there you I'm go. Have his Thor, Thor, like, brings some fucking lightning down right, right next to his ear. Hey, what do you, what do you think about them bringing Daryl into uh, Thor Ragnarok? <laughs> Thor's roommate, Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> More Daryl. <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, Daryl. Yeah, he, he didn't. Uh, uh, Taika did not did not rule it out. Yeah. That that Daryl could be in Thor Ragnarok. That it's I would amazing. love that if Daryl showed up. If he's just like that, like drops Thor off at the airport or something like that. Like that's all he's there for. But he do, he does it, and you're like, oh, that's Daryl. He just drives him somewhere. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> drops him off. Just hanging out with Daryl. Um, speaking of, did you guys see Hunt for the Wilder People? No, I want to so bad though. I didn't see that. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. So we saw it the other day, and it's easily one of the most charming movies I've ever seen. Like, I just absolutely fell in love with that movie. He's just the characters are so rich and such an oddball kind of cadence of how people communicate in those movies. Uh, so great. So Is that with that Taika coming, movie? yes. So okay. coming out of that. The the hopes for Thor Ragnarok are, are high because that guy just knows how to make good movies and he's got such a clever vision for how to do it. Yeah, and and you know, so which also means Thor Ragnarok is probably gonna be funny. Oh yeah, absolutely, uh, it'll be funny yeah. if Taika what TD is uh, directing. I always stumble over that last name. Yeah, which I'm too. which I'm pretty stoked about. Like like take some, knock some of that serious edge off and give it a little humor. Fuck yeah. Well, like I didn't, I didn't hate the first Thor, the the Thor movies, but they're they're definitely not up there on my favorite list. I think you kind of need to take their ridiculousness, yeah, and kind of ma- not really make fun of it, but kind of have a lighter, totally not story. take itself so seriously. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. It's it's and like, I know. I mean, the, there is humor in the movies, but it's just I don't know. The, uh, I don't know. Thor of the Dark World was just kind of lacking some heart. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't like it. Thor of the Dark World. Yeah. They tried to do a bunch of Kirby stuff, and they didn't really do well at it. Mm-mm. Um, no, I think well, and like even just like by the logo change, you know, after they announced that Taika Waititi was the director, it was only like what a month later that they revealed the new logo and like changed it from what it was before. Did you see oh, that? I, I, no i mean i saw the new logo i didn't know i don't know i didn't know what the time frame was there on there but so it was it was pretty soon after rachel you should definitely look up just look at the thor facebook page they have the new thor ragnarok logo it's like the ultimate like 80s fucking kung fury type logo it's the best yeah it just it totally looks like it's just that movie's just all about you know having having a little bit of fun yeah yeah because the, I mean, the, the first little... one that they showed was exactly like every other Thor logo that's ever been. And it's just like, oh, dark oh, man. mythological. That's so cool. See? Yeah, yeah, totally. It's it, all 8-bit. It looks like there's a giant oh. synth just playing right in the background, you know? Which is exactly what I want in everything. <laughs> Especially after Stranger Things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, 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 my my whole life has been a is that's funny. synth. Is that the is that the is that the band who made the soundtrack? No, synthwave is just like I guess the genre. I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I'm glad I'm not alone uh, in that, Rachel. I'm glad you're you're also doing that because it's been kind of conquering my life. Well, I that's been my whole life, anyways. <laughs> so, Matt, you for the for the opening music, I think you have a fair indicator of what you need to put in. Um, something synthy. 
99 red balloons. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. The Kung Fury so, <laughs> so uh, let's see. Other catch up I've got is uh, shit. I had two more. Um, you got this. Oh, I, I, wa- I watched. I watched Warcraft. How was it? Okay, what did you think of Warcraft? I didn't like it at all. Really? But I don't. Yeah, I know you because you, you said you enjoyed it. I said I enjoyed so I went it in there after the first fifteen I, minutes. Sure. Well, so I mean, I went in there. You know, I wasn't really expecting good or bad. I went in there kind of just like, eh, you know what? I just want to watch a movie with cool special effects, which it absolutely delivered on. The special effects are really good, um, for the most part. The orc stuff, the orcs looked pretty cool. Uh huh. But I don't know, man. You know, I just don't like the fantasy stuff, and it just was kind of I don't know. Just I thought it was interesting that they did they sort of it was not World of Warcraft, but it was Warcraft the game where a portal opens and orcs come out, and that was kind of fun. There's a lot of callbacks to the original game, but uh, I don't know. Uh, uninspiring story, kind of boring. Yeah, too fantasy maybe. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. It not my jam. It grabbed me after after about 15 minutes. It grabbed me the first the first little while. I was I was pretty uh, bummed out and wishing that I wasn't in the theater. But at a certain point, it, it grabbed hold of me. What did you yeah, What did you enough. think of it, Rach? Did you see it? I haven't seen it. Oh, I thought you had. Nah. Well, I have it downloaded, and that was my plan oh, to watch right. it. But I it's just worth, didn't get around to it. It's worth watching. It's 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 worth watching just because it's kind of a fun big spectacle like popcorn movie on a sunday but the special effects were pretty fucking good special effects were good i could i could see that seeing it in a big screen would probably be a, b- a better experience than oh absolutely than me watching it on my little tv but eh, i don't know it's just fantasy man i mean just not my jams not my, not my jams huh and I, and i don't know i didn't i didn't think the acting was particularly great and no I, the acting especially, was not good i especially didn't like the guy who played the and they were all kids it was so weird they were all like they all looked like they were 18 like we're fighting a war against orcs <laughs> well i mean that's that's <laughs> how it was in the like, evil times though like kids were yeah, adults back then but then there's the guy who's like i'm a wizard i, I actually really, really like, liked him i didn't like him at all i think he was my least favorite really yeah and then after seeing dominic cooper and in, in uh preacher like seeing him in this i was like <laughs> buddy i so i'll tell you something you can do you can do better than that it wasn't until the end credits that i realized that that was actually dominic cooper and not a shittier actor that kind of looked like dominic cooper you know it took me it did take me about 25 minutes to be like wait a minute oh shit that is dominic cooper (laughs) (laughs) i legitimately like leading up to that movie and watching that movie was under the impression that it was just like a discount dominic cooper and uh boy was it not No, it was, was not. That was disappointing. Um. Anyway, I don't know. No, I mean the the acting. Uh, I, I will give you that. The acting in that movie was, by and large, pretty bad. Yeah, but it, I guess it was kind of cool because it wasn't about like a love story or anything. It was more about like, I mean, I guess there was sort of a love thing going on in there, but it was more about like, you know, stop the invading armies and let's get something else is trying to get us all to fight. So let's figure out what that is and yeah well i mean once it wasn't bogged and down in all the it, like magical you know multiversal setup then i think it was it was moving pretty easily and that and that and that and that unseen entity was gamer guy 69 420 uh uh sitting on his computer playing warcraft <laughs> what 
I'm kind of making the movie meta, but it's like it's like the Lego movie, right? Like you're watching that, but what's actually happening is some guy is just playing Warcraft. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At his at his computer. I I get Dumb. what you're saying. Yep. I Come on, guess. man. I know. I, I you know keep keep up. I'm doing some real big leaps here. I thought like I just for I. I you know I I knew obviously that you were making some kind of meta commentary but I didn't realize you were like there there were yeah anyway literally the movie is just some dude playing the game Warcraft yeah I didn't I didn't realize that's the uh, the on the nose that you were going for yep that that's exactly what I was going for it's like Cartman playing World of Warcraft and yep. just shitting himself yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> quick get the bengay <laughs> oh, I love this that is... episode. This could be the end of the world of Warcraft. (laughs) (laughs) That is one of the greatest episodes. Uh, And my only other catch-up is uh, I watched the first two episodes of The Get Down, uh, Baz Luhrmann's hip-hop. Yeah, how how was that? I've been seeing ads everywhere, and I've been wanting to watch it. Origins of hip-hop. It's it's pretty good. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Baz Luhrmann. He's very dramatic, and he's very... uh, I don't know operatic, even if it's even though the music's hip hop mm. and, and like you know soul funk hip hop disco kind of stuff. Yeah, he's just got that his style of filmmaking is it's almost like you're watching a play a little bit. It's more it's very like kind of harkens back to like Greece or uh, West Side Story. Ah, uh, okay, I know what you um, mean. Yeah, so and it's not a bad thing. I mean, you know, he does it very well, and if you're into that. That's just right up your alley, and you're gonna love it. Yeah, and I, uh, well, and I think it's cool, and I think that's something that makes it unique is that like that's an approach that hasn't been taken to hip hop before. No, and that's got a little bit of magical realism in there. Not a lot, but a little bit. That's cool. So that's that's kind of fun, but it is really cool to just to kind of get a. It, it gives you a real, a real interesting, interesting perspective on like you know the Bronx in the '70s and how horrible it was and. This, the birth of this, you know, this game-changing music style, uh, you know, that was sort of like the uh, the uh, the uh, antithesis of disco, and it's pretty cool. So I'm I'm definitely enjoying the story, and I'm definitely enjoying the you know origins of uh, a music genre that I've been that's been very important in my life. Um, yeah, so that's a lot of fun. And then, well, and I think so. The story. Yeah, go ahead. The the story kind of centers around this kid who finds himself in a club and grandmaster flash is playing as is, is djing and it kind of just blows this little kid's mind and Grand, grandmaster flash is like the sort of like you know him and or cool herc are kind yeah. of considered the uh the godfathers of, of of hip-hop music where they were you know taking a break from a song and having it on two different records and playing one while they re- rewound the other and beat juggling to just make one break beat that could last as long as they wanted it to yeah anyway the kings of sampling or the pioneers of sampling sampling yet yeah it's more like yeah but you're right so then the, the well grandmaster flash is kind of considered the king of uh the grand the father of scratching okay um anyway so friday night jedek and i were out uh out of the town and here in salt lake and um we we're walking downtown after dinner, and we heard from the, there's a place downtown, Salt Lake, called the Gallivan Center, and they do live music. And they were having an arts festival, and we came around, and there was uh, like a bunch of like some pretty good hip hop and reggae playing. So we we're like, hey, let's go check it out. And it was uh, Grandmaster Flash DJ doing a live DJ set. That's fucking sick. Which That's was so cool. Which was the coolest. I mean, I just like 
kind of both of us were in awe that he just and he was doing a free just a big live free dj set and we walked around the corner and there he is and he's and he's like kind of telling stories about the old days of i mean obviously he was on a tour for the get down of course and promoting the get down but because he was he was a producer on that right yes he was a producer on that uh and he's you know his his character his, his he is a large character in the story Sort of as this uh, wise guru of hip hop teaching these young kids how to do it. What, That's pretty what cool. What the deal is? It is cool. So yeah, so he was telling stories about what it was like, and he's kind of explaining what DJing was back then. And he played a bunch of his old favorite songs, and he's you know from the seventies, and kind of then played, you know, sort of like a, a lead up to hip hop now, and showed a lot of his old breaks that he used to use and stuff, and it was, it was really cool. So there you go, hip hop, hip hop lives. <laughs> Yay! Dumbest way to end that. It's it's cool. Hip hop for life, dude. I think it is cool that there are like you know because that when did the get down go on Netflix? Was it last month? Yeah, I mean just recently. So within the space of two months, there are now going to be two like mainstream shows on Netflix that are centered around hip hop in New York. You know, one sort of modern day and one back in the seventies. But like that's what's the other one? Luke Cage. Oh, duh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was right there. I'm like, what? Yeah. What other one? Yeah. And then, I mean, plus then you, you know, you have Empire coming back, which is, uh, you know, a lot about hip hop and music and all that. Like, it's, it's cool, I think, because it's like the, the age of television that we're in right now, I think, is sort of breaking all of the conventions that were formerly held of television. Like, you look at Mr. Robot, and it's a show about tech that doesn't talk down to its audience, you know? And, you know, and before, whenever anything would get techy, it would be like, you know, just techno babble and not taking anything seriously because audiences wouldn't understand it anyway. You know, and then there's sure. there's always been the, you know, stigma or thing that's prevented shows from getting greenlit of having, you know, casts that are predominantly minorities and, you know, having shows that are centered around things that don't appeal, you know, to the traditional sensibilities of like middle America or whatever. And I think it's it's really cool, like just in the last year, especially how much tv shows have changed um, i agree i mean it, it was cool and i don't want to get too deep into the emmys but it was really cool seeing that uh, aziz ansari's show which i thought was absolutely groundbreaking one fantastic best uh best whatever it was what did he win best 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 writing on a show or best director or best show or i, don't I know, know he was, was nominated but... for a few he was nominated for best director it was nominated for best writing um i think he was nominated for best lead um, and he it was nominated well, for best comedy series. He didn't win for those. He won for either directing or writing. But I, I know that, he didn't win just for to, directing. It was probably writing. I think. Okay. So anyway, but just to see that, just to see, because that show was like, I feel like that show was one of the most progressive shows we've seen in, in a long time. Oh, absolutely! In almost every way. Just re- oh yeah, and just really kind of bringing to light, you know, what the world really is like versus this, you know, not to throw it out of the bus. But versus the the uh, the modern family view viewpoint, where it's like edgy to the point, safe edgy, right? Yeah, it's like everybody's happy and they don't have to deal with anything. But it's also like a little bit diverse because there's gay people and 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 one person of color, right? And I'm not I'm not trying to come down on that show and say that show's garbage because I think it's not a bad show and it's probably good that there's some compatibility there that some people can get on and watch that show and be like, oh, okay, that's you know now. Now I can relate to this because it's kind of spoken to me in a way that I can understand. But mm. it is really nice to see a show like like Master of None, which was, which was which was definitely a lot more uh, 
open-minded and just like willing to go anywhere i think it was it was one of the most honest reflections of modern like not only dating but also family dynamics and friendships and stuff that i've ever seen like there's so much in that show that i think is relatable to pretty much anybody that's like under the age of you know like 35 like you know oh totally did you watch it rachel i tried you didn't like it nope oh damn Here we are, like glorifying. This is the best thing that's <laughs> ever happened to yeah. me. Matt and I are just like circle jerking <laughs> over the show, and then Rachel's like, uh. Yeah, that's that's why I'm just kind of. Mm, all right. You didn't like so you didn't like it? No. Well, do you just don't like his humor? I'm not a fan of him oh, okay. in general. Like, I don't like his stand up either. I, oh, really? So. I, th- I like his stand up. Yeah, I, I do too. He's charming. I've, yeah. All right. But did you watch. I mean, uh, taste. Did you watch Love? No, I wanted to actually check that out. See if you like that one. I thought that was sort of in the same vein of like a pretty honest show about relationships. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it, so and I the, wanted to the check act, it out. The main out. actor in that was pretty good. Was I, pretty I've funny. seen them all. They did an episode of At Midnight, and they were hilarious, mm. which made me want to watch the show. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your name? Gillian, Gillian Jacobs. Jacobs. Yeah. Just watch her all day long. <laughs> She's fantastic. I, I love her. And same with, I mean, freaking same with Judd Apatow. Like, dude's a legend. Yeah, worth it. Totes. Yeah, I, I still, I still uh, need to watch that. All right. Well, that concludes my uh, catch up. At a boy, that was that was some good catch up, Matt. That was some great catch up. I get a, I get a, I get a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> the catch up trophy. Catch up trophy. Ah, oh, we should make that. We still do need to make a catch up shirt that's like Savage Land original catch up bottle. You know, all those shirts yeah. added yeah. to the pile of the shirts that we haven't made. So many shirts. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, is it me or you, Rachel? Uh, I don't care. You can go. You want me to go? Sure. All right. Uh, my catch up is I was at Long Beach Comic Con this weekend, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, anybody who is on the West Coast or is at all interested in going to comic conventions should absolutely go to Long Beach Comic Con because it's. One of the very few conventions that actually stays true to its uh, to its concept, which is great. That concept being comic books. What? What? I, I don't know, it. right? It's crazy. Like you have a pan- but, but it doesn't sound legit, dude. It sounds like if the Dukes of Hazards aren't there, it's not legit. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Daisy Duke wasn't there. It's, it wasn't a real convention. Yeah, no, you're probably right. It's it's crazy. Like the <laughs> the convention uh, pamphlet. It's it's in stark contrast to pretty much every other convention. The actual pamphlet to the convention is covered with a beautiful uh, descender piece from uh, Dustin Nguyen. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it it looks really good. Actually, I might post a picture of it or something. Um, and then the uh, biggest names on the cover are all comic creators like Troy Baker, Brett Booth, uh, Peter David, uh, Steve Epting, Greg Land, Jimmy Palmiotti, Nick Spencer, um, and there's a bunch more. Um, and then like not just it, artists, yeah, not that... just artists. It's all writers and and artists. That's that's really cool. So was it was it uh, what was the uh, turnout? Was it a lot less crowded than the other ones you would go to? Um. You know, it didn't still... it didn't feel less crowded. It may very well have been because uh, you know, the the other convention uh is so heavily populated. Um and so it may have been less crowded, but it certainly didn't feel it. Oh, okay. Um smaller room. Smaller room. Yeah, it might have been a smaller, smaller room size. I'm not sure. Um 
but it was, I mean, it was stuffed with people like uh, Felipe Smith, actually, who uh, we were we were tweeting back and forth with uh, a little while ago, the creator of the all new Ghost Rider. Um, he was there, uh, had had the chance to talk to him. Um, I did a couple of panels. One of them was a that might be cool panel with uh, the creator of Midnight Tiger, um, Ray Anthony Height, who's fucking awesome. He's like super cool. We had a big, long discussion about optimism and geek culture and like um you know reflecting the uh the problems of the modern world and your work and all that stuff and like the the way that fiction should be utilized for good and and all those things um, optimism in the sense optimism in, in the sense that there seems to be this overwhelming negativity in the, in the, that exists in the culture right now exactly and that's why so further that might be cool panel that's like kind of why i chose to just keep the same name of the podcast and all that stuff was to sort of focus on that and so the entire thing was just really centered around like you know why being pessimistic about things without dipping your toes is absolutely the wrong way to approach things and is going to hinder progress for just about anybody totally yeah, right on yeah um and so and then we got into this whole philosophical thing about like how how much different the world would be in terms of like advances as a as a race and as a species um without some of the great works of fiction that we've had that sort of came from an era where people were able to create without the mass scrutiny of fanboys. Um, yeah. And so anyway, that that was awesome. And I do recommend everybody go and check out Midnight Tiger. It's on Comixology and Comixology Unlimited. Um, I think there's three or four issues out now. Um, it's a super, super awesome comic book. Like, I, I was super impressed. Um, it's put out by... Shit, I can't even remember the uh, the studio that puts it out, but it's a it's a smaller title, um, but really damn good. Um, anyway, uh, that was that, and then I uh, met a few other people, like uh, John Boy Myers, who's doing the new Teen Titans series. Ooh, cool. Um, he's an artist. He is his his art is gorgeous. Like if you just Google John Boy Myers, uh, John Boy being one word, um, you can check out some of his art. It's it's fantastic. Like he's been showing some pages from his new Teen Titan stuff and and some other stuff that he's done. Um, and he's got this awesome like style that looks a lot like a uh, Joe Matarera, um, kind of that like sort of cartoony, very exaggerated style without quite as much uh, beefcake in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> beefcake. <laughs> like, do you guys do you guys know Joe Mad? No, no. He's the one who did. Um, x-men age of like he did a lot of the main age of apocalypse stuff he did um the first issue of that inhuman uh story arc with charles soul um he did the spider-man and wolverine crossover thing anything okay anyway yep 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 um he i think he was like when he first started he was like one of the image guys uh that sort of came up through that that development okay um, but no, that was awesome, and and uh, all those creators, Felipe, John Boy, and uh, and Ray Anthony, are all uh, going to be appearing on uh, some that might be cool podcasts here in the near future. So look out for that as well. Um, and then uh, I got a chance to pick up a bunch of comic books, which was fun. And by a bunch, I mean a few. But uh, they're all some good selections. I think Matt will be excited about one of them. You know, that's funny you say that because I don't know if we mentioned that you and I went to the Salt Lake Comic Con to, specifically to go find comic books. And we couldn't. And and we couldn't find any comic books. Yeah. That was real <laughs> fucking cool. They like, usually have like at least like three booths. You know, uh, comics. I know. it's Well, they, they had a couple. They were just. They had a few that had single issues that were like five bucks issues. per issue. Yeah. Uh, uh, or end up, but no trades. Uh, oh. 
uh, I want to hear what comics you got. I just I'm gonna add a little uh, insert, no, which yeah. is I was I was so there's a big thing going around on the internet right now. I don't want to talk about the specific thing. It's that Corey Feldman. Uh, oh yeah, music video and yeah. everybody's you know. Anyway, I read an article about it, and it wasn't bashing Corey Feldman's video as much as sort of bringing up the point of like when you put something out into the world, it's really important for people to be constructive about it and tell you like. Well, you know, what you're doing is like what he's doing, the general essence of what he's doing is fine, but it's just not that good. Yeah. And I it's feel, just made me God. You feel bad for him? Yeah, I feel I feel freaking bad for I, him, man. I do too. I, I know, poor guy. It's 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 it, that's pretty horrible that the internet treated him like that. But Yeah, I actually there's like a a story about that on my end on like a personal level, like not not in like this weird like oh, it's really personal for me, but like there was in relation to Corey Feldman, some other things going on before that. And not not like in any... I don't want anybody to take that in a weird way, but like I was dealing with some Corey Feldman people uh-huh. right before that for work. And then what, all that what? happened, and all of a sudden, it just like vanished. It was so crazy. People who were connected to Corey Feldman? People... So he has a charity uh, that he... Uh, oh, oh, okay. Oh, he started. okay. Um, and so I, I, I was know dealing with he and those about. people for a couple things. Um and uh and yeah as soon as that happened it just like everything disappeared oh yeah so i i I feel i don't know like because especially because it was like immediate like everybody just jumped on the bandwagon of like you know fuck this guy that was horrible all that stuff like well i i kept hearing like a lot of comments that were like i can't unsee this and my eyes and whatever so i watched it and i'm like oh it's not really that bad it's one, like it's yeah. not my thing. It's like a but... game of telephone that just keeps getting exaggerated. Like, yeah, I don't like. I don't think any any of it was good, but like, well, I think I think that, and I think that's the thing, right? It's like it, it and kind of what I'm kind of what I'm leaning towards with this this point is like uh, the video itself wasn't it wasn't good, but it wasn't terrible either. It just was. It just didn't seem refined. It just didn't. They they the band wasn't really that good. Like. And so my, what it, what I was kind of looking at for me is 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 and what this article I was reading was talking about was for Corey Feldman to go out and do something like that is absolutely fine, but it's important that you have people uh, along the ride with you that are like, hey, you know, it's not you're not there yet, you're not ready, you know, totally. or or what you're about to present is is not complete. Uh, yeah, you know, not that you suck, not that you shouldn't do what you're doing. But work on it. Yeah. Keep moving. Try something different. Make sure that what you want to present, what you're presenting, is uh, is up to up up to the quality that you are capable of. And and it's it's kind of roundabout here, but it got me thinking about. It. And I don't want to talk a whole bunch of shit about Salt Lake Comic Con, but it made me think about Salt Lake Comic Con in the sense of they've got something, they've got a lot of power and presence, and they could build something really cool. But there, when you go there, it seems to be a shrine to Funko Pops and 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 materialism instead yeah. of the, the 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 art of creation, which totally. is what in what in essence, comic books, superhero movies, science fiction, fantasy, all that stuff stems from is this if this is this is 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 that human that human need to create and that human need to um evolve what we know into something bigger and better and more fantastic than we've done before absolutely and 
and and uh, I just when I like when we were at Salt Lake Comic Con, it just felt like it just felt like geek Costco. It didn't, or, you know, or yes. like geek geek yes. Walmart is a better way to put it. Because no, Costco's that was exactly Costco. Costco's got some good stuff. It felt it felt like yeah, a, a giant Costco or Walmart for a surface level geek who just wants to like put some things up in their room. You know what I mean? Well, Which is well fine. okay, but but and I'm not talking. I, I no, and I have no, and and I think that's absolutely fine. And I think you, you 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 should absolutely cater to that. But if that's all you're catering towards, um, and you're not highlighting the creativity behind it, and I'm not gonna, I don't want to talk shit about actors either because actors are important no, because they great. bring to they they bring to life. But yeah. but. There were no writers, nobody who wrote anything. There's a couple authors, I guess, who are doing book signings, but like, but they were local authors, maybe seven. And anybody who yeah, wasn't and- local to Utah was not invited, and that was that's the biggest problem that I have is that like people, you know, big names in the industry, giant writers like Scott Snyder or Tom King or anybody weren't even invited. Yeah, that's that's that, garbage. That's my main complaint. Like, there's been a few like novelists that. I've met and they've signed my books and that's been super awesome. But I want to see comic book creators. Totally. I want to be inspired. I want to go to somewhere like that and feel at home. And I don't feel at home because I don't feel at home at Walmart. I don't feel comfortable in a in a giant grocery store. I don't feel comfortable when it's just buy toys, buy toys, buy toys, yeah. buy plastic, 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 plastic crap. And it's like, no, I don't want any more plastic crap. I got enough of it. What I do want is to talk to people. What I do want is to listen to people talk about the yeah. craft. I, I want a life experience. Yeah, totally. Here, and like something that I'll remember. Totally. And and I'm not and I'm not saying that Salt Lake Comic Con does not have those options. I know uh, there's there there are some panels uh, that that are that are really cool. But yeah. on the all on the on the most it, it it. So anyway, I guess my whole point is. What's important for Salt Lake Comic Con, maybe for someone, if somebody hears this who has some affiliate, to go and say, hey, you know what, guys? We're doing a good job, but we're not doing a good enough job. Totally. And we need to, and we need to refine and maybe take a look at, you know, take a look at taking a step back from being a giant money pit and turning ourselves into a, 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 a den of, of ideas and creativity and really spark people to go out and do their own become an artist become a writer Absolutely. become an actor be, become what these what what these people are inspiring you to do instead of solely consuming what's being given to you yeah because i mean obviously Which is, having those actors and those people like that they're like doing photo ops and stuff like that and you know allowing you to pay 50 dollars to take a photo with them or whatever like that's that's going to sell some tickets and that's great but and and it's and it's awesome because it's taken geek culture and and sort of like this this whole idea of being a nerd or being a geek and and kind of made it cool in that area you know like in Salt Lake it's it's kind of a cool thing to be a nerd now or like to be into that type of stuff but it could capitalize on that a lot more in actually inspiring you know cuz like nowhere near ha- even half of the people who go to Salt Lake Comic Con read comic books and right and exactly they could use that sort of platform that they have especially now with you know four years in the canon being the third largest convention in the country like they could use that platform to inspire more people to freaking pick up a comic book instead of forcing out the retailers that have the giant collections of comic books uh you know to make more room for actors and other things like that 
Um, well, they're making. I mean, there were like eight booths of Funko Pops. Oh, more than that. And oh, way more than that. So I counted many. over fifteen. And and I mean, I and I I am fairly certain I counted three booths with comic books there. Yep. Anyway, I'm not. I I don't know. I don't want to no. sound too negative because because I I think the essence and. I mean, it's, it's going back to Corey Feldman. The essence of what Corey Feldman did was important. He's got a message. He's got a he's got his charity thing that he's doing. It's all for an actual cause. Yeah. yeah. It's just the presentation needs a little bit of work. Agreed. And I think and I think Sully Comic Con has that exact same problem. Yeah. Um, if if any, almost if almost it, not quite. Yeah. If if anybody from Salt Lake Comic Con happens to be listening, uh, we love your convention and it's it's a great thing for Salt Lake in general. But please, 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 please invite some comic creators. Make it a little bit more about comics, a little less about shopping, um, and you know, I don't know, like make it more about its its actual source material. You know, make it more about that sort of creation and and that you know getting together and. You know, like uh, well, no, just you, the idea of creating. Yeah, if I if if per chance I'm speaking to somebody, and maybe not just solid Comic Con, anyone who's interested in putting on a Comic Con, and I, you know, I am not a professional. I am just some dude in a room on a podcast. But I do think it's important to with 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 what you're doing to present an end goal of creating a culture of creativity. Yeah. And 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 and, har- and and harnessing and encouraging um young minds to grow and become creatives and to think differently exactly. and to and to and to create a community of inspired um thoughts instead of just consume mindless consumer drivel because because you know it's 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 what happens man it, I mean Let's bring it full circle. That's what happened to hip hop. It was like hip hop was this amazing cultural art form that really dramatically changed the life for people. And then it just really, you know, the large chunk of it became just this commercial driven crap. And you have to dig, you have to dig and you have these like little underground communities of people kind of still trying to keep, stay true to it and let it be an inspiration. But you have that you have that opportunity in your hands when you put on a comic con to 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 allow the fostering of young minds and i think that that's more important than selling funko pops and i'm not talking shit if you're like if you're down with funko pops that's that's you that's all i love funko yeah, pops no, this great. is all about funko pops <laughs> i have a few myself if you're into that i'm fucking more power to you i'm a I, coming from a from a, coming from a a collector's collector where I just, I have like a, a, an insane need to collect everything. I totally get it. But yeah, I think the community, I think a community of, of, uh, but we gr- still don't need more 15 booths of yeah Funko Pops. No. And that, that was, so, and I'll kind of foray back into, uh, talking about my experience at Long Beach Comic Con. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm, uh, rant over. Yeah, no, you're fine. Man. You're fine. I, and I totally agree. I think that was a good, uh, discussion. Um, so, and I'll, I'll comment on two things before kind of talking about, uh, just, you know, some of the things that I, uh, got there or whatever. Um, the first thing is that I actually had a little bit of a hard time locating even Funko Pops and things like that at Long Beach Comic Con. I mean, they were there, but it wasn't like you would turn around and there face. would be a giant wall of them. And so, and it was cool, 
because I was able to more enjoy like seeing this, these beautiful displays of art. You know, they had like Aspen Comics was there in full and they had all these beautiful like uh, tributes to Mike Turner who passed away, you know, a few years ago from cancer. Um, they had these giant like art books and stuff like that, just showing a lot of his work. And then there were, you know, younger creators there who were doing their own stuff. There were tons, tons of independent publishers. Um, my friend Russell was there. He has a, a comic publisher called Wannabe Press. Um that was there and there were like there i don't know it, it did feel just like a ton of creators hanging out you know you were able to go and actually talk to comics professionals like jay lee and felipe smith and and freaking um uh what's his face um shoot i'm blanking on the name uh uh fuck nick spencer that's the name uh you know freaking nick spencer like i don't know so many so many different creators that were like awesome people and like just talking to fans about stuff you know like uh freaking john boy was sitting there talking about like comics in general and teen titans and stuff and not even like trying to sell his artwork for like 20 minutes with like a couple of dudes that i saw it was just like people talking about the craft and the art and just like hanging out and it was awesome um that that's what i love that's what i want absolutely it was so cool and the other thing that i saw and this is like honestly this is the number one thing that like really really impressed me about this convention was the amount of people that I saw reading comics, you know, like that had just barely bought some comics and like decided to sit down reading them. And even more than that, the amount of kids that I saw there reading comic books, it was incredible. And like, not just like, you know, a middle-aged white dude has his kid and decides to give him that. Like it was people of every kind, boys, girls, you know, older men, older women, every race, every like nationality, just like all over the place, reading freaking comics, looking at comics, appreciating comic book art, like going to panels about creating comics. And like, I don't know, it was, it was so freaking cool. I, I absolutely loved my experience being there. Um, yeah, that, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. It was seriously, it was so awesome. Um, anyway, and that's, uh, brings me into what I, uh, what I got there. I only got a few comics, um, but the ones I got, uh, I, I was quite impressed by, you know, because obviously at the conventions, you get some pretty good deals on them. Um, the first one was one that we talked about uh, within the last couple of weeks. Can you guess what it is? Matt talked no. about it. No. Did I? Yes. Was it something I just read or something I wanted to read? Something you just read. We talked about it when I was there in Salt Lake. Severed? Severed? Nope. Shutter? Nope. Black Science. Yep. Black Science. Nice. Black Science Volume 1, which is a big volume, by the way. Yeah, did you read it? I haven't read it yet. I haven't had the chance. Read it. Um, no, <laughs> it's really good. It. Oh my god, it's so good. It's it's, it's really so like good. I'm I keep flipping through the pages because freaking uh, Matteo Scalara's art is fucking beautiful. I love his art. Don't flip through the pages, Jason. You're cheating. I'm not. I'm not like looking at like the words or anything. I'm just looking at the images. Um, Sometimes the images tell just as much of the story yeah, as the yeah, words yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah um but no it's great no i'm 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 excited i think you'll really dig it yeah and it's one of these image trades that's like i think the the first issue must have been oversized because it's six issues but it feels really dense um and it was freaking 10 bucks like all the you know image first trades are either 10 or five bucks um and then on the back it's got uh little blurbs from Patton oswalt um one of the writers yeah that's on what was that sorry yeah 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 no sorry i'm just saying yeah you're fine agreeing because i because i read those too yeah, and he's you know, and he's 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 talking about all sorts of stuff. Uh, the AV Club, Benjamin Bailey, freaking J.H. Williams the third. Like, it's got some some serious heavy hitters uh, giving it blurbs there. So I'm really excited to read that. Yep. It's um, good. 
the other one that I picked up, uh, the other trade that I picked up, um, is one that I've been looking for for a little while now, and it is the Twilight Children. Um, and this is the book oh. that was written by Gilbert Hernandez uh, of Love and Rockets fame um, and illustrated by Darwin Cook and Dave Stewart. Um, and this is the last uh, published work of Darwin Cook uh, before he passed away. Um, and I read the first issue of it, and it is absolutely fascinating and engrossing. If I didn't have to, like, literally the like the second that I finished that first issue, if I didn't have to, like, walk into a room and host a panel, I probably would have sat there reading the rest of this trade. Uh, it, it, it hooked me real fast. Nice. Um... Just, just so you kind of know, the, the story is about a bunch of kids um, somewhere in Latin America. I can't remember where they said, if they did say, let's see. Well, we, we it was on the same episode. We talked about the Twilight Children for a while. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's really yeah. good. The art's fantastic, um, and the first issue has a big sort of like kind of tease or mystery at the end um, to keep you nice. reading. Yeah, I'd like to check that one out. That sounds really interesting. Yep. Uh, the other one that I'll talk about just a little bit is uh, Hadrian's Wall. Um, written by Kyle Higgins, who did uh, Nightwing, Batman Beyond 2.0, and Cowl. Um, hmm. The art is by Rod Reese, who also did uh, Cowl with Kyle Higgins. If you like Matteo Scalara on Black Science, you will love Rod Reese's art. Um, it looks like it was used with like a mixture of oil paint and like I don't know something else. It's very I, I don't know. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, but it's a murder mystery uh, set in space, so uh, an astronaut gets killed. Um, and, uh, they call in a, uh, detective to kind of come in and give his stamp on, you know, cause of death and all that stuff. Um, this detective is a guy who previously had altercations with the guy who was killed, um, who was also, uh, married to this detective's ex-wife. Um, drama ensues and, uh, you know, there's more to the mystery and all that stuff. Um, but honestly, it's, it's a, it's a really... Really fascinating read. I think uh, everybody should uh, pick it up if they think that might be cool. Huh. You had me a murder mystery in space. Yeah, it's. I mean, if you look up, if you just Google <laughs> Hadrian's Wall, you can see some of the art from this thing, and it is it is fantastic. And I've always enjoyed Kyle Higgins as a writer, anyway. So nice. Uh, but that's that's uh, all my catch up. Yep. Where you got anything, Rachel? I do, but stuff. we're kind of pushing no, no, we're the good. time limit we're here. Good. Go nope, for it, Rachel. Doing it. <laughs> I, I don't have a whole lot, but I was just going to kind of segue into our topic. Yeah. But I didn't know if we still wanted to do that. Let's, no, let's yeah, still yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah. Get, We're fine. Get, We're totally fine. Drop, don't drop, even stress. Drop some ketchup and then segue. Okay. No worries. Um, Well, I, I do have some Keith David ketchup. Oh, oh yes. The best kind of ketchup. It's been, it's been based. <laughs> it's been a long time so. since we talked about Keith David. For new <laughs> listeners, he is our favorite actor in the history of the world. Wow. Yeah, so I, I thought I would bring this He's up. Mine. It's not a good movie. Jeff Goldblum. But <laughs> Keith David's better. <laughs> and I had Keith I had Keith David. What was the I, movie? It's a it's called Range fifteen. What? And I know I've mentioned it before. I remember you talking about that. I just saw it last night. It is very low budget. It is a very much a dude movie. <laughs> It's even more of an army dude movie because oh, so a lot of this stuff I did not understand. <laughs> your, your your boyfriend, Captain America, loved it then, I'm assuming. He didn't love it, but he made me watch it. <laughs> it's it's really, really stupid. I guess these guys have a podcast as well that's pretty popular, but uh, it does have Keith David. 
That's awesome. It also has William Shatner. What? Wow. Fucking Clash yeah. of the Titans. Danny Trejo. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I remember. No, now it's all coming back to me. Yeah. You're talking about this. And yeah. Sean Astin yeah, of all right. people. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's zombie apocalypse happens and these army guys kill zombies. Oh, nice. I'd, I'd, I'd watch that. Is it, is it? But it was total dude bro. It's really dude bro, army dude bro. So there's a lot of like things I just don't get. Sure. Like some of it I know. And like just because I've listened to Serial, they make a, a Bergdahl reference. And I'm like, hey, I understood that reference. I almost made a snap crackle I wouldn't... pop joke when you uh, said you listened to Serial. Yeah, please don't. Okay, I won't. He, he, yeah. although he just, did. just imagine he just it. Did. <laughs> no, I am. <laughs> uh, but yeah, watch it if you're just in a dude bro, a stupid dude bro <laughs> movie. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a brief aside before you dive into your segue topic. I, I just have one more thing because it's bothering me, okay. and it's been bothering me for a few Drop weeks. It. Oh, you, yeah, you, let's address it, please. I read the book Girl on the Train. Oh, boy. Be- not, no, I don't know what that because is. Because I kept seeing the trailer for the movie, and they're like, the most, based on the most shocking book. <laughs> yes, based on the novel that shocked the world. Yes. Wait, I don't know what... I, uh, it's a new Emily I, Blunt I movie, and it's a uh, Gillian Flynn, Gillian Flynn novel, isn't it? No, 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 no. Because no. Gillian Flynn novels are good. Yeah, no, it's it's not her. It's some British lady. <laughs> okay, but it's the same. It's 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 hyped in the same world. As yes. yes. Okay, I'm with you now. Yep. So I read the whole thing, and I'm just pissed about it <laughs> because all of it is build up, and the climax is like fifteen, maybe twenty pages. Huh. And they were they were sisters the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how much I. I mean, I don't even know what the pl- I don't even know what the plot of this thing is. It's, if you've uh, seen Broadchurch, I love Blood Broadchurch. You're just like, oh, oh, really? At this end, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but my main issue with it is just all the build up, all the build up, and then oh, and then it ends. Shit. Huh. And I'm so annoyed at this hype yeah. around it. I, I always thought it was weird, like, seeing those things that were just, like, the novel that shocked the world, and it's like, it's like I've never heard of this before. <laughs> and, and, it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Yeah, if, I, if you've seen, if you've seen Broadchurch, like, don't it, bother. It's, it don't bother. Like, it's just not gonna be like, oh, my God, what, what it was him the whole the, time. What about if you've seen the uh, American uh, uh, sort of imitation, sort of not imitation of Broadchurch? Um, I haven't seen it, but I know that they, I heard that they changed the end for the American one. Oh, gotcha. That's probably a good idea. But if you've seen the British one, yeah, don't. It always don't just bothers bother. me. It bothers me when the person from the original like version of something goes and plays in the adapted version of something and is still like the same person like David Tennant did. Yeah. Yeah, what are you doing David Tennant? Yeah. Stop what it. The hell? Cha-ching. That's what he's doing. <laughs> it's like I mean it's like if Ricky Gervais had played Michael Scott in the American Office. You know what I mean? With an American accent. With an American accent, exactly. Yeah. It'd just be weird. Yeah, that that wouldn't have worked. Yeah. 
Although, you know, when that did work was when Penelope Cruz played the same actress in uh, the original Spanish and then the American remake Vanilla Sky. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Yep. She was, she played the same role. Well, that's because yeah, she's Penelope Tom Cruise. Yep. <laughs> no, my aside, my aside was, I forgot, We Jenica and I went and saw The Blair Witch last night. Oh, was like? how was it? Um, She said it was the scariest thing she'd ever seen in her entire life. <laughs> What did you say? With the exception, with the exception of the original, ah, because, yeah, because when we saw the original, we thought it was true. <laughs> Same, that makes sense, <laughs> and it was absolutely terrifying. Um, it was okay. It was fun. It was fun to watch. Enjoyed it. Just worth a not a viewing. Worth a viewing. Not like a not like not like uh, you know something. I don't know what's a horror movie. Not like uh, it follows, which blew me a blew me away oh my god i remember watching that and you and jason fell asleep we, we fall so asleep. i was watching it by myself <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying i love that movie that's <laughs> such a good movie or uh or uh like the baba duke that was another horror movie that came out that i thought was excellent which was another movie that we watched <laughs> and you guys fell asleep. <laughs> we watched, we watched them both the same night not the same night we watched the Duke outside that's right yeah, i forgot about that jesus we, wa- we watched it after we watched what was it we watched blood sucking bastards bastards yeah which was a surprisingly fun movie yeah uh anyway yeah i don't know would i recommend it i don't know are you bored on a saturday night like sure go see it it's good for a couple jump scares and it's kind of yeah. fun but it's it's not great it's it's it is accurate it being a rehash of the original Huh. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it pull, it pull, it, it 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 as unpopular as this is, it pulled a uh, Force Awakens. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. <laughs> There's um, definitely some definitely some definitely some some pretty creepy imagery going on and stuff. Toads. Sorry, you had a you had a uh, you had a topic segue topic, so I do. In. Supergirl. Yeah, so oh, yes. we posted up a question to uh, to our, our our lovely Instagram audience um, asking uh, what we wanted to talk about, and uh, we had many comments that were kind of relating uh, around the same thing. Um, one in particular that I know Matt uh, really loved. Do you want to do you want to go ahead and read that comment, Matt? No, we don't have to read it. We, the, the the main premise was uh, female superheroes. Yeah. So thanks thanks to all the the users that uh, commented. We had uh, one comment that was just like cover female superheroes. Um, another one that was female superheroes would be sweet, and another one that was uh, uh, specifically about Supergirl because it recently launched on Netflix, um, which also happened to be my sister. Hey, that was Matt's sister. Yay, Matt's sister. I was gonna say she's just, freaking hot, so, but then I now that now that makes it weird. I'm just kidding. Okay, oh, yeah, now you're making it. It's weird, weird right now. Uh, but yeah, no, shout out, <laughs> shout out to uh, shout out to Gizmotron nine thousand. Yeah, it's <laughs> the best name. <laughs> um, but Rachel, you you have seen all of season one of Supergirl. Yes, but I kind of want to just kind of elaborate a little more. Please do. Because I, I have a deep background with Supergirl. I used to watch the movie with Helen Slater what? every single day. Holy shit. When I was little. That was Rachel's favorite. You were a brave child. I was the child. best. Oh, I loved it so much. Well, it, it, you can't judge people's uh, viewing oh, no, choices as when they're children. I loved Return well, of no, the Jedi I when I was watch... a kid. I'm, I'm an idiot. Well, I used to watch a that Captain America movie from 1992. 
like all the time. I thought that was the best thing ever. Yeah. But no, I've always loved Supergirl. And what kind of rekindled it was when she became a Red Lantern. And I thought that was that was one the of the best. most incredible stories I've ever read. I love everything to do with Red Lanterns, and that story of like her and Guy Gardner dealing with each other was just just fucking great. Yeah, it, yeah, I highly recommend reading that. But I've been reading um, the Rebirth of Supergirl, and I kind of have some questions, but I'm not really sure if I should bring them up because I don't know if they're really spoilers or if it matters or not. I don't know if you've read any of it, Jason. Um, I haven't yet. I have uh, the I have all the issues sitting on my bookshelf, but I have not read Supergirl yet. I know it's who is it? Steve Orlando writing it? Uh, no, somebody else. I looked it up earlier, but I can't remember his name. I'll look it up. But my main question is: Superman died, but I don't know when he died. So, super. So it's it's convoluted a little bit. Um, as with all comic book things, uh, <laughs> new 52 Superman, which is the, uh, younger, a little bit douchier Superman that was created when the DC universe was rebooted with the new 52. He died at the end of the new 52, right before rebirth. Um, oh, okay. However, there was a, uh, post crisis Superman. Uh, so pre new 52 Superman, um, that was like abandoned on earth on on that earth uh because of some other multiversal shit with an event called convergence um who had a who was married to lois lane and had a kid with her and stuff so he was like living in hiding with his family on earth and then new 52 superman died so he kind of took his place okay but yeah it was it was was right before rebirth that that superman died okay because i was wondering about that and also at the beginning of it she's lost her powers and they launch her into the sun. Oh fuck! <laughs> to get her powers back, Whew. so she like flies into the sun in this little spaceship. They just launch her up there, and then she just like blows out of the sun and has magically has all her powers back. Huh, that's cool. Which she's, I'm just she's like, like a okay. Sponge. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how she lost her powers, but okay, yeah. whatever. That's good that they got them back but, though. She's like a radiation sponge. You just kind of, you know, you throw it in the water and let it absorb it. <laughs> Well, it kind of like, because I watched all of season one of the new Supergirl, uh-huh. and this is kind of similar to it, except there's no sister uh, like there is in the TV show. Okay. It's just, she's been assigned her parents, the Danvers, and they look after her. Interesting. And she works for the DEO. Okay. But she's going to um, a science high school. Ooh, science high school. Yeah. It's more so fancy than a regular it, high school. It, it's it's different, but I, I like it so far. I'm only two issues in, but yeah. it's pretty interesting. I think it's I think yeah, but, there's only two issues out. I think the next is actually coming out this week. Okay, good. <laughs> Cause I want to keep reading it because I love Supergirl. But seg segue into the TV show. Yeah. I love the TV show. It's a very girly tv show though really yeah it's it, good though it's not bad like it's fun but it is pretty girly and a little cheesy but i don't care because it's supergirl and i mean from what i've seen of it like it's not any more girly or cheesy than the flasher arrow i think it, it's right on par there yeah but i am extremely happy that 
now it's on the CW so they can do more crossover stuff. Yes. Because the Flash crossover episode <laughs> was the funniest, best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I did watch that. It was just like it was a it was a big long hug. It was just it was just It was. <laughs> I I absolutely loved it. So even if you don't like watch the whole thing, just watch that episode. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Cuz I'm not sure how much they're going to keep since it's switching networks yeah. and people and now there's some flashpoint going on. I'm very curious to see how they handle that cuz I'm sure at some point inevitably, you know, Kara's going to be just like teleported into the uh Arrowverse or whatever um or like the newly restored Arrowverse with the new 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 rules that make Arrow magically good. Um <laughs> yes. <laughs> again, you know, I yeah. Um and so, yeah, it will be interesting to see what things they keep and what things they change. Um, but, I mean, like, I'm really excited, actually, to now that it's on Netflix, to catch up on all of the episodes that I missed. Because from what I saw of Super oh, Bowl, yeah. it was fantastic. Oh, I loved it. They One of the other highlights for me was um, they have Banshee in it. Mm. And I loved her when I was a kid. She terrified me. Yeah. I had her, um, I had the DC cards. Ooh. And she was she was my favorite card. OG collector Rachel over here busting out her collector her collector uh, <laughs> uh, uh, chef. Yeah, we had a book, a binder, and it had all the DC cards in it. Have you seen my Marvel binder? I don't think I've seen your Marvel one. I'll pull it out. We, it's we not didn't a competition, Matt. The Marvel ones. We just collected. No, the, I wasn't the DC saying it's competition. Ones. I know, I'm kidding. Just, uh, <laughs> I know, I know how that world goes. <laughs> yeah. That was our favorite thing, go to the grocery store with, yep. and get our cards. Yep, I have, I had uh, a lot. Yeah. Still do. But she looks fantastic in the show and I'm just, my inner child was overjoyed to see her in the show. It's a fun show. I highly recommend it. I do too, actually. I, I think in terms of like superhero shows on TV, outside of the Netflix shows, those are hard to top if you're a network. Um, I think it goes Flash, Supergirl maybe legends of tomorrow then agents of shield and arrow i couldn't get through legends of tomorrow i i, I watched half of an episode and was like oh my god of legends? i think i watched three yeah i think i watched three and i just i couldn't do it it's very up and down <laughs> i could not do it the, i think the good episodes are really good but the bad episodes are just as bad as any bad episode of arrow I think maybe that was it. I just started getting some of that PTSD back from watching Arrow. And I was like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> no, the flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. Oh, man. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Rachel. Um, Supergirl's fantastic. And I, I, again, it's one of those things where, you know, female-led shows are in a place now where they're appealing to mainstream audiences that aren't just like, this is a show for women, even though it is a show that celebrates women, you know, Supergirl, I think, and Jessica Jones as well, kind of celebrate femininity and being a woman. Um, I don't think they're shows that only appeal to women. You know what I mean? No, I, I agree. And I think, I don't know, it, that's what I love about this this age of TV is that, like, there are so many shows that aren't that aren't pandering to one specific audience that are just making a show that's sort of a reflection of 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 the characters that they're sort of based on, you know, of, of like Supergirl being a reflection of a teenage girl. Like, 
of you know Jessica Jones being a reflection of a woman in an abusive relationship. Like I don't know, it's fucking dope. Yeah, that's one of the main things I loved about Jessica Jones was the issues that they hit in that show was stuff that people don't want to talk about. Totally. And they just brought it all out there. Yeah. It took like it, it took sort of the X-Men approach where, you know, the X-Men come out and they're like, oh, we can't make a comic about Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, so we're going to make one about Magneto and Professor Xavier instead. Yes. Like, it's, it's, it's the greatest thing about fiction is that it will give the mass audiences a bit of reality in a way that they won't necessarily see it coming and, and you know, help change the world in that way. I don't know. Anyway. Sure. Um, uh, well, to dive, I mean, to, you know, to touch the topic, let's just do a quick round of who's your favorite, uh, female superhero. I'm going to choose a topical top one before anybody takes it. Um, <laughs> so this one's topical for a few reasons. Um, I dressed up as hipster Hawkeye for the first day of Long Beach Comic Con. So I wore a, a man pony with like skinny jean shorts and, uh, and Chuck Taylors that were bright purple. Um, oh, geez. with my Hawkeye shirt. It was great. I couldn't find thick frame glasses, but anyway. Uh, the Hawkeye context, uh, comes around the same time that, uh, the new Hawkeye series was finally announced, um, which is, uh, centered around Kate Bishop. Um, I'm so excited. I know she's finally getting her own series. Um, so the, the series is going to be written by Kelly Thompson with art by, uh, Leonardo Romero and, uh, Jordi Belair, the best colorist in the freaking business doing the colors. So that's good. Um, but yeah, Kate Bishop is the fucking best. Like, if you haven't read uh, Hawkeye, the series that started in 2011, um, all the way through like now, uh, it's it's just fantastic. And Kate Bishop is just the greatest. And even in Young Avengers, she was awesome. She's always awesome, 100. percent So, so you would say Kate Bishop is your favorite female superhero? Fuck yeah. All right. And she rocks the purple she's jumpsuit, awesome. dude. No, I, I, I think she's totally awesome. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Who's up I, next? I am a I am a fan. Um you know, I, I don't know. I was trying to think of what my favorite was and I, I can't really think of one. I think one that I really have always liked was Kitty Pride. Mm. Kitty Pride's great. Yep. Yep. I thought she was just a very awesome character. She's kinda like the uh like in DC comics, Dick Grayson is sort of like that that character that like kinda grew up with his audience and like, you know, throughout the history of DC Comics has always been the one that's like the sort of young voice that's encountering life problems as it grows up. And I feel like Kitty Pride was kind of that way for the X-Men. You know what I mean? Totally. She's like this young entry-level sort of like character that was kind of the baby of the group that just like kept growing up and maturing more and more and then eventually like takes a huge leadership role and like all that stuff. Like it's really awesome. Yep. No, that's exactly why I always kind of appealed to Kitty Pride that she, you really see her growth as, a, as, a, as an individual, as a character. Do you have a favorite Kitty Pride story? I'm gonna or like a favorite story that involves Kitty Pride. I'm gonna guess at what it is, but what do you what is it? Uh I really liked when um the 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 I don't remember exactly which arc it was because I was reading a bunch of stuff at the time, but it's when Kitty Pride um she uh fuses herself with the intergalactic missile that's headed towards Earth. Uh but then the only way to keep it to keep it from hitting Earth, she goes inside of it and makes the missile intangible or the the bomb or whatever it was. I don't quite remember. But then she has to stay inside of it. So it passes through Earth with her in the middle of it, but then it flies out into space with her in the middle of it. So there's a long time where where Kitty Pride's dead, and then they 
they do Magneto eventually like harnesses some super Magneto power with the help of somebody with other mutants to 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 grab a hold of the the uh, whatever the projectile was and bring it back to Earth with her inside of it. I thought that I always thought that was really cool because that that was at the point when she was sort of a leader of the X Men and. Uh, uh, an important player, and I thought it was interesting that they just took her out of the picture like that. Even though you know, yeah, she'll come back. That, but I can't. I can't remember yeah. what that was from either. I remember like seeing the panels of like her in the missile and all that stuff, but I don't. I don't know what that was from. I was gonna guess that the the astonishing X Men run was gonna be your favorite when she like rescues Psych- uh, Colossus again. Fuck yeah! When they fi- when they find out Colossus. Yeah. Oh, don't, I mean, I love that too. That's why I thought. She's had good arcs, and I really, I've always also liked her relationship with Wolverine. I thought that, I always thought that was pretty cool. She's a good character, and I thought that I liked her in the the movies too. Totes. Uh, I guess it was just three, right? She wasn't in two. She was. She was. She three. was in one, but it wasn't Ellen Page, and she didn't have any lines. So yeah, it was pretty much That's just right. three. She was like the only saving yep. grace. Um. Uh. I don't know who else I've. I mean, there's a lot of them, but that if we're yeah. talking about favorites, I think that that's probably one of my top 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 three. What about you, Ray? I'm really dig. I, I'm really oh. digging the new Thor. Oh yeah, James Foster Thor. There. Forgot yeah. about that. Hell yeah. Yeah. And hats off to Marvel yeah. for uh, for all the diversity in their comics. Even though I wish it was yep. a little more original character focused, it's still awesome. No, I I love Jane Foster as Thor. What's I'm your What's your? It. I didn't favorite think I would, movie. but. What's my what? What's yeah, your, favorite your favorite woman? I think I already kind of covered my Supergirl. Lady. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a good call. Yeah. I mean, you know, you grow up. You grow up watching a character well, on the screen. I guess you're bound well, to. Well, because well, there was that, but I didn't really get into like superhero comics until way later in life. I was more indie comics. Uh huh. Like Sandman and the Crow and stuff. Until some dude introduced you to to Red Lanterns. Just kidding. Well, no, that was <laughs> Red Superhero Comics way before that. I know. <laughs> but um, eh. well, because I grew up with the X Men cartoon, and I loved Storm. Mm. She was my favorite. Yep. On that I always show. thought Storm was the coolest too. Or uh, Psylocke. I always liked Psylocke as well. Oh yeah. But it, it's, like, embarrassing as a guy to be like, yes, I like was my favorite. Totally. She was hot. She was just, like, a, kind of a yeah, cause it's just like object for a while. <laughs> I, was, I was going through puberty at the time, and, uh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, I have read a lot of Psylocke stuff, especially Reminder's Uncanny X-Men, and mm. she becomes a very compelling, interesting character, but she was sort of a sex object in the 90s. That's the best I've ever read Psylocke is in the Uncanny, uh, or Uncanny X-Force, yeah. She's got a couple. There's a couple other good runs with her, and around that, roughly around that same time, that are worth well worth reading. But yeah, that's when she became a, much more of an interesting character. Dope, dope. Um, I also love uh, Batgirl. Yes. I think I'm more drawn towards like Batgirl and Supergirl that are like the girl versions of the co- like cool dudes because I wanted to be like the cool dudes. <laughs> and then finally seeing like a female embodiment mm. that could do everything that they could. I think that's what I was more drawn to. Totally. And they're like, I don't know for me, like Batgirl especially has so much more. I feel like 
so much more range to her character in terms of like the the storytelling impact and the character growth that you can have in a story. Like her story is well, she she's adapted like totally. She's a badass. Yeah. She got shot and was paralyzed and is still like helping people. She was yeah, like and, and doing something. Oh, it was so good. If you like if you read No Man's Land, I know it's it's a huge undertaking to read that whole crossover, but that is like it's 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 like the best Barbara Gordon story ever. She's like she like single-handedly almost saves the entire city of Gotham. It's fucking incredible. All from her fucking wheelchair in a clock tower. Like Oh my god, that sounds so cool. It's really cool. Like no No Man's Land is so worth it. Like it's it's just as big as like the whole Age of Apocalypse crossover, but it's actually good. Um <laughs> so there's that. But yeah, and it's I mean it's got like some some art from some of the the longtime faves from Marvel and DC and the writing's fantastic. It's like Greg Rucka and freaking Bob Gale from Back to the Future. He wrote some oh, issues in there. Wow. Um, yeah, like Denny O'Neill. Uh, uh, I think Mark Wade wrote some in there. They're like all the legends sort of um, were involved in that one. Oh, wow. Yeah. That actually sounds like something I want to yeah. devote my time to. <laughs> I think it might be on the bookshelf, <laughs> but I'll double check. All right. That sounds good. Um. We got anything else to cover, guys? No. I, if we're speaking of, uh, you know, female superheroes and I guess heroines just in general, I would have to say that the my, my all-time favorite would be Ellen Ripley. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty because badass. Nobody's as badass as Ripley. And nobody's just, like, a, as capable as Ripley. What about Buffy? Yeah. I never watched Buffy. Oh, I loved Buffy. Buffy's pretty good. I, I never finished I used it. I used to like watch. The, I used to watch the original movie all no the time. Way. I did. I did. I did. I did watch the original movie. But I remember seeing it in theaters, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I have it on DVD. Nice. <laughs> I never loved the original movie. I don't know why. Oh, I love it. Uh, it was definitely a product of the time. I mean, right when it came yeah. out, it was like you fun. probably have to grow up yeah. watching it. But I watched the TV show too. I've watched it a few times. You're one of them weed nights. I am. What's with really quick? Me. What's with every like big director having a brother that like they also bring along with them? It's just a thing that happens. Oh, what's his name? Jed. 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 Yeah, Jed. Jed, Jed Whedon and Zach Whedon is Jed another Whedon. one. Um, yeah, and then like Christopher Nolan's brother. Of Shield. Yeah, they're, they're so yeah they run Agents of Shield, and then freaking Christopher Nolan's brother Jonathan Nolan has like co-written a bunch of his screenplays with him, and now he's co-producing uh, the new Westworld TV show with. J.J. Abrams. Ooh, Westworld. Which I'm super excited I'm about. I'm so excited. I'm so stoked for that. <laughs> I, I keep seeing, like, there's the posters are, like, plastered on billboards everywhere around my apartment, so I can't go anywhere without thinking about Westworld. Um, did Did you see the, the original movie? Anyone? I, I didn't. Oh, my God, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, it's like n- n- nothing was cooler in my life than Yul Brynner walking around as a robot cowboy yeah i love that movie <laughs> but i but i went through a big like michael crichton phase when jurassic park came out and i read all of his old books and i watched all the old movies like the andromeda strain i didn't even westworld. know it was based on a novel literally like the only thing i know about westworld is the synopsis the trailer and like the the cast and producers from the new show that's all i know as far as i know westworld was might one of michael crichton's first projects and it was actually I think the the book was a novelization of the movie. I think he was heavily involved in that as uh, 
because you know he was like a film guy first. I don't know, but anyway. So yeah, Westworld, Westworld, Westworld was a largely Michael Crichton type of thing, and then there was the sequel, Future World, which wasn't that good. Ah, lame. I think um, I vaguely remember that one. Yeah. Well, I think uh, yeah, uh, Michael Cri- Michael Crichton directed it. Oh, that's cool. So there you go. Um, I think we're we're definitely running up on time here, and uh, we've got other other things to record for things that we haven't announced. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Any? Do you guys want to? You want to lock it down with any final thoughts? Let's just like stuff and be nice to each other. <laughs> yeah, and create. <laughs> yeah, create new things in the world. Please, freaking create. Have have the courage to say that might be cool, huh? Just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Um, nice, nice try. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that is that is actually what I ended my panel with, though. Um, nice, because I'm a douche. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I the 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 final thought that I have is that I think we are in like we're we're approaching the golden age of representation, which I think will spark a a crazy long lasting slew of creativity from people who are finally seeing themselves reflected in media and and feeling inspired to uh to recreate those same type of things yep and break the mold and do your own thing fuck yeah um anyway uh find us on instagram and facebook at savage land podcast find us on twitter at savage land pod um and for everybody listening and and people who have uh, recently picked up the show uh if you like the show please do us a favor and uh recommend it to your friends and family and coworkers or whoever or mailman milkman also any any or give us all your mailmen <laughs> <laughs> um and then and then if you'd be so kind as to uh leave us a review on iTunes uh that will help other people find the show and uh and then the top rating isn't a one star one that specifically calls out me That'd be awesome. Um, <laughs> getting real sick of seeing that one is the most recent. Just saying. Um, hilarious. I know a lot of our listeners use Android. I think actually the majority of our listeners use Android. But Android uh, users, if you could possibly uh, log on to iTunes from a computer or something and uh, drop a rating there, that would be super fantastic. We would just just, just love you. We would love you. Um and uh and yeah keep uh commenting on our our instagram stuff and and hopefully follow us on twitter because it's like this really weird disparity that we have between instagram and twitter followers um but uh other than that what's uh what's you guys got any uh final fucking words no i you know again just i i I, i'm appreciating all the uh community that we're seeing on instagram it's it's very inspiring and fuck yeah uh and and i really like uh i i feel like instagram is a pretty healthy community and there's lots of positivity and support going around so totally yes definitely it's a good way to do it's a good way to do life support and support and and uh inspire fellow fellow humans to do the same yeah we have and that's the other thing too is like tons of our followers are artists and shit like that which is fucking cool because i love opening the instagram feed and just seeing other people's creations that's like the greatest thing ever yep love it um keep, everyone keep keep doing what you're doing and you all are great. Wubba lubba dub dub Hey, you wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Hey, get running, start pumping your bunions, I'm coming, I'm the 
Just your fame and fate's going. I walk Charlie Brown, Peppermint, Patty, Linus, and Lucy. Put coke in the doobie, roll woolies to smoke with Snoopy. I still remain that dick rabbit slacker to spill the wookie. Cause the total of the toolie will murder you friggin' moolies. Fuck out of here. The Savage Land. I don't know why I said that's so weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but. Let me just try that again. Yeah. The Savage Land. There you go. If you want to edit that, you can. Yeah, I will. Um, you there? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, back in in uh, five, four, three.